0: New York, big city of dreams. I'm
1: coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. N- 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 NYC. Really great win, hey, yo. What up? All right. Should I do the official, the official KOT intro?
0: <laughs> Might as well. The only thing different is the format. That's about it. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's
1: going on? It's J.L.S. for the Nick of Time show. Here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to break down this game, Knicks versus Spurs. After a three-game losing streak, the Knicks snap out of it and beat the Spurs 121-109. And uh, we didn't have a big game statistically, at least when it comes to points from Julius Randle. But he had a good game today. But I really, I really want to start off this whole game talking about Bodman Badman himself, Bodman Barrett. Yes, you sir. You two points on the night, career high. Seven threes, seven, seven of eight from three. 32 points, two assists, two steals. Gives you five rebounds on the night. Good job by RJ Barrett. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, who didn't start the game today, came off the bench. Gave you 11 points, 14 rebounds, two steals, three blocks. Um, The offensive rebound, though, eight offensive rebounds on the night for for Mitchell Robinson, who was really energized coming off the bench. Also had some good moments from, like I said, Julius Randle to 15 points and only really focused on facil- facilitating tonight with eight assists. And we also have uh of course some some, some spot nice moments from Emmanuel Quickly, give you 16, and Derrick Rose who gives you 12. All right. Um let's let's talk about certain things, Ryan. Um, listen. Before the game started, there were rumors going around about Potential lineup changes. Uh, I think s- some people might have thought it was RJ Barrett because he's been in a slump lately. And the coach t- kind of called them out in the post game a couple of, like a uh, last game, uh, even though he kind yeah. to of took it back. All in all, though, the switch ended up being em- uh, Nerland's Noel for Mitchell Robinson. You know, Mitchell Robinson, he hasn't been giving you a lot of good minutes for long stretches of time. And it seems like he fits might fit better with that first unit overall. Um, and may it might be Mitch fits better with the second unit. So what do you think about the move today, Ryan? Do you feel like this was the right move? Do you feel like Mitch is better with the second unit rather than the first unit? Or maybe is this just an anomaly?
0: Well... First and foremost, I want to start off by saying that, you know, I don't want to jump the gun yet because it's just one game and it's impossible to know whether a move is right or not just based off one game. You would have to see Noel in the starting lineup consistently and Robinson coming off the bench consistently to really know whether it's the right move or not. But based on one game, I think I can see why Thibbs put Noel in the starting lineup and have Mitch come off the bench because if you've been watching Mitch lately – Mitch has definitely been struggling off the pick and roll. And, with, um, and whenever the big is a shooter, it, it, it makes the Knicks mess up their rotations to where the other team is going to get an open three-pointer. Yeah. So, I, so by Dibs putting in Noel instead of Mitch, Noel kind of tightens the rotations because Noel's quick on his feet. So when the Spurs of the pick and roll with Noel, Noel was quicker to close out that space. Right, which, which kind of eliminated, you know, the ball moving around and the Spurs are getting that open three. So I can see why Thibs made that move to begin with, and then with Mitch coming off the bench, you know, Mitch is, uh, to me, Mitch is a starter in the league. So with Mitch coming off the bench now, he's just dominating these backup centers by getting rebounds, putbacks, and things of that nature. So right now, this seems like it's a it's a really good move, in that. I think Thibs need to stick with this for a while because I can you, – you, you can already see a dramatic difference with how the first unit is with Noel and there closing yeah. those gaps with the rotations and how Mitch is just dominating the, whoever the second unit big man is for the other team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, does, it does seem like – well, in general, when I saw Noel in the game, he seems like he rotates – he rotates a lot quicker than Mitch does and, you know, Mitch has gained some weight and it helps – when Mitch plays these bigger centers, but when it comes to these quicker guys, Noel is definitely the better option on that. In that regard, also some numbers that I I, I ripped from Twitter: uh, five man, four man rotation, five man rotation defensive numbers or net numbers rather. Kemba Walker, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, Julius Randall, Mitch Robinson, negative 5.9 net rating for those starting fives compared to Noel. Switch out Noel for Mitch with that stained starting five. They're a plus 3.8. So, jab one switch. It seems like he already works better with that starting unit. Um, Of course, that starting unit has a lot more minutes, so we need a lot more data to see how that really pans out over a long period of time. But small sample size. It seems like Noel might start fit better with that first unit. And what I liked about today's game too, Mitch's Mitch's shift with the second unit just seems more makes more sense to me right now because. How many many times, Ryan, have we seen Mitch run down the floor, throw a hand up, and none of the guards passing the ball? It's it's true. It's true. Today, when the Knicks went in that run, uh, I actually saw Rose feed him the ball in the post for like the first, like maybe the second time all season. And it's not like Mitch hasn't been open in the post. But uh, he's been able to – be a beneficiary of these rose passes in the post because we have a more more of a passing post point guard. So by default, Mitch is is just looking better because he's getting those easier baskets. i um, posting these young smaller guys on the mismatches, which the second unit does a really good job of recognizing that off the rip. Um, also, it just seems like that second unit also has a lot of lot more dribble penetration. So, um. You saw the, the stats, eight offensive rebounds on the night. With Derrick Rose penetrating and missing, it was a lot of easy cleanup for Mitch. He was able to pad his stats and get to a double-double at halftime. So, <laughs> another another pro for having Mitch with this second unit. Now, obviously tonight I feel like it might be a little different because you you know, um when we when we play these bigger centers, I would still love to have Mitch play the bigger centers if the bigger centers are starting. But tonight, where the center is not super dominant, um, I, I think we can hold our own with Noel in the first unit.
0: Yeah, and I think because, because the Spurs aren't really a big team on top of that, and that's why Mitch was also able to dominate as well, and that's why it was cool. It was good for Noel to be in that first unit because if, based on matchups, you know, Noel's not going to get – dominated by um the spurs big man because the spurs big man is not really a big guy like that you know he's a guy that you know he'll take his mid-range jumpers and things of that nature you know he's a good rim protector but he's not really a big guy that's going to like body you in the paint. Right. so that was a good matchup for noel and danny j can't just have mitch come off to the, come on with the second unit and dominate whoever the spurs have downed there on top of that like i said spurs not really a big team like there was a lot of mismatches down low in the paint, you know, Mitch being bigger than whoever's guarding him. Then the Same thing with Julius Randle as well. Julius Randle had small guys on him pretty much Mm -hmm. all night, and and Randle was able to take advantage of that as well. So the matches were really favorable for the Knicks tonight where they could make that
1: switch. Right. I mean, tonight in general, this is the team that kind of built for the Knicks to beat, even though it makes me nervous because we've been playing up and down the the competition all night. But, you know, what really kills us are those teams who can hit high-volume threes. This is not a team that is a high-volume three-point t- shooting team. Uh, Devontae Murray himself is the leading scorer, the leader of this team. He's not really good at um, shooting three-pointers. And, and just even the coach's decision to have Alec Burks being a starting lineup, Alec Burks is a lot taller than uh, probably a lot of the point guards in the NBA. Probably matches up pretty good against uh, Devontae Murray, who, who really didn't – have a a Devonte uh, game tonight, so it was a really this was a pretty good matchup in general for these Knicks. A good a nice road win to get back on track. Mm. Yeah, most um, definitely. Word, and you know what? I want to talk about somebody else too. a reason. Our man Bob Marbury. Bob Marbury. Yeah, Bob yes, yes, we gotta do that. We got. He's beginning. He's beginning this, this, a lot of smack today, man. He's beginning a lot of smack and. A lot of it is deserves. A lot of it is deserved. He's been in a slump recently. But uh, when Tibbs called him out, right, the last game, there's a, there's a few ways you can take that, right? Like, usually you either rise to the occasion or you sink into a shell if you get called out. Us knowing who RJ Barrett is, he's a dude who seems to like the hard coaching. And he likes to be called out he's a, he's the type of player who probably plays better when he's mad than when he happy yep <laughs> so and when he got called out i was kind of like i kind of seen foreseen a bigger game from rj because he just know that eats away of him so go ahead i know you wanted to say something right
0: yeah man um and and i also want to point that out as well because rj Barrett deserves a lot of credit and i think mitch deserves a lot of credit as well because like you said with R.J. Barrett, like he was called out by his coach. And, you know, some players are divas where, you know, if, they, if the coach calls them out and points them out if, into the media or whatnot, you know, they'll sink deeper into their shell and, you know, and they'll have an attitude and this and that. But R.J. Barrett took that as constructive criticism and he, was, and he was like, you know what, I need to get back in the gym. I need to get my game back up. And he showed it tonight. 32 points hit him. We hit a career-high 7-3s, I think, in the game.
1: Yep, so, career-high 8 3
0: yeah, and Barrett and Barrett showed uh, you know he he had an all rounded game tonight. He played well on the defensive end, and then on top of that, like not only was he shooting threes, he was also driving to the basket, getting easy baskets and things of that nature. So Barrett showed his full, the full range of his game tonight. And I also want to give Mitch credit as well because yeah, uh, because again, he got took he got taken out of the starting lineup again. A guy who's a usual starter could look at that and be like. You know, damn, my coach has given up on me and this and that and sulk, but Mitch didn't sulk. Mitch was like, "Ah, right, you know what? I was taken out of the starting lineup. I'm going to do what I can, you know, with the second unit and show that, you know, I still got it. And he definitely proved his point tonight. So I think the fact that the Knicks have that type of tough mentality where it's like even if their coach calls them out, they rise to the occasion. I think that's a very good positive going forward for the Knicks.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Those two guys, that when, you, when you see people get... Publicly criticized like that, you see how they respond, and it's obvious to me that both of those guys kind of played with a chip on their shoulder today, and that's what we need from this team. We need a team with a chip on their shoulder to get out of this hole. So kudos for those for those two guys. Also, again, Julius Randle. Um, he seems to turn the quarter when it comes to the selfishness. Like he he only took what two shots in the first half, took what the defense gave him, eight assists on the night today, um, and really just with. The threes have been cutting down, and that's what's really been propelling his game. He's been a lot, he's been um, going to the inside a lot more, but today the, the threes were dropping. He got going from the three-point line for the first time in a while. And on the other side of the ball, I'm looking at the defense, too. For every lack of days ago, the game versus the Denver Nuggets, today he stepped it up, and he had an- another complete game today. It's, just, it's a, a big way to respond. I expected him to respond today because you can't have a game like he did yesterday uh, against the Nuggets and then come out flat against his first team when you need to win, so. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and I also want to throw this in about Julius Randle as well. I like the fact that he was—he didn't force anything tonight. He was just like, you know what, my guys are scoring. Let me just, you know, take a step back, let my guys score. And then when my team needed me, that's when I'll step up and get some buckets. I like the fact that he did that tonight. And, and matter of fact, like, the Knicks have been stinking it up lately, but Julius Randle is probably the only guy who's who's been playing consistently well, even though the Knicks have been playing bad. So you got to give him credit, you know, for that as well. You know, he seems like he's been stepping up the last, you know, five, six games or so.
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with you. At least on the offensive end, I feel like there's been a turning point for him on the offensive end. Defensively, that's waned a little bit um, from game to game, depending on the matchup. I do feel like he gets up for better matchups like the Nets. Uh, or the Bucks, I do feel like he gets up for those games. Um, the Nuggets, not so much, but good basketball day today for Julius Randle. Um, also, man, this <laughs> – and I also like this coach who's been really tinkering with the lineups. I saw Evan Fournier get pulled in the second quarter. He usually comes in and he gets his, his line of minutes, and today he was like, not today. Evan Fournier is, is missing shots, pulled his plug. Emmanuel Quickly is getting more minutes. He played – I think he, did he play more minutes to Fournier? Yep. Yeah, 26, more, 26 minutes on the life for Emmanuel, quickly 20 for, uh Fournier. That's another guy I'm looking out for who's going to – who's getting more respect and garnering more attention from the coach. Uh, really good game for Quickly and, and Derrick Rose as well, man. Really good win, solid win for tonight, man, especially coming – we're going to need – we need this win for tomorrow. We're playing the Pacers tomorrow, man, it's, and the Pacers game is always a good game. And um, – we need this win to propel us to get that win tomorrow.
0: Yeah, man. And and right now, I don't know if you heard the news, but Pacers look like they're planning for a rebuild as well. So the, fact oh, that yeah. the Knicks, yeah, so the fact that the Knicks are facing a team that's in turmoil right now, the Knicks have to take that game. The Knicks have to take advantage of a team where guys don't know their future right now because if you listen to the news, they're saying that they're looking to trade Miles Turner, Sabonis, and LaVert. Like, those three guys are on the trading block right now. So, you know, you have you're playing a team that, you have guys on the roster where they don't know where they're going to end up, you know, within the right. next couple of months or so. So the Knicks have to take advantage and take it to the paces and get on a two-game winning streak and get themselves back on track.
1: And I, yeah, and I did that on purpose because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to smooth it. I'm <laughs> smoothing right into that segue, my friend. I already <laughs> knew what I was doing, all right? This is what yep. I do, all right? <laughs> Espe- especially considering, you know, um, Miles Turner. <clears throat> Was it seemed like the Knicks had Miles Turner on their radar this summer? Um, this is a guy who can he can hit threes, he can block shots. Not so much of a of a of a uh, he, he he and he seems like he had like a he has a forty point game uh, this season because he can hit threes and block shots. And let's be, let's be real, he's been a lot healthier than some of our centers this season. Um, so, with that being said, first of all, before I even get into that, do you want any of those guys mentioned in the trade rumors? I'll start with that question. It, it, it's tough because I don't think the Knicks have a need for Levert.
0: Like, I would, I would pass on Levert, but Sabonis is, you know, you look at Sabonis and you're like, you know, Sabonis is a big man. He's a guaranteed double double. But again, like I don't see the I don't see where Sabonis fits. Like the only way I see Sabonis fitting is if you get rid of Randall. Because there's similar players in that aspect. Right. And it's like, do you really want to trade Randall for Sabonis? That's that doesn't really that's not really something that's gonna propel the Knicks to like the next level, whatever the case may be. So I don't see Sabonis as really someone the Knicks should go after either. Miles Turner's the one that's intriguing because you know, if you look at the Knicks big men, like you said, the Knicks big men haven't hasn't exactly been healthy, and Miles Turner. The fact that he has that threat from three, he's that threat from three point range, and he can burned block us. shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely burned us too. On top of that, like Miles Turner is the one where it's like, okay, like this guy might really help the team, you know. But you know, but if you're gonna go after Miles Turner, that that pretty much means that you're giving up on Mitchell Robinson, and you're thinking about going in a different direction. So. The only guy I would really be looking at is Miles Turner out of those three, but even then, I'm not sure 100% if I would pull the trigger right now. Like, I, I like I still, I still have belief in Mitch, and I and I still have belief in the big men that we have at the moment. So, I at the moment I'd stick to my guns and be like, I'm not making no move. But Miles tr- Miles Turner would intrigue me somewhat, though.
1: Yeah, like this is a tricky one because you know Miles has been on my radar for for a while. I've always liked. How he can fit uh, next to randall also considering you know randall is not a pure three-point shooter per se per se and we already saw what randall did versus the hawks and how he was doubled he was doubled all the time and when he beat, when he started to beat people off the dribble he was met with resistance at the rim because uh there's always had a center who was able to block his shots miles turner there you can essentially play five out you know we can do Five out, like, uh, you know, the 54 Knicks win squad that we had. <laughs> when we had Rashid Wallace playing in the five in spots, we could potentially go five out and start to uh, really punish these teams um, for trying to double random. It just wouldn't happen. So that, to me, that's really, really intriguing. Um, would I do it? I've been teetering more towards yes recently. I would like to give it an end of the year because I really want to see if Mitch can really put it together. Like he's been on a decline this year, but I understand why because he's missed a lot of he's missed a lot of games. He's gained a lot of weight. He recently dropped 20 pounds. Yeah. Um. So maybe he'll have a chance to be quicker and be the Mitch that we think he can be. Um. But that three point threat, man, that three point threat at that five spot. It's intriguing, and this season, what is he shooting this season? Thirty-nine percent from three this season, Miles Turner. Yeah, that's that's pretty good for a big man, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven rebounds, thirty thirty-nine percent from three this season, and looking at his contract. Let's see, pulling up his contract right now. He is old, seventeen point five million dollars on his contract for 2021 and 2022 so you know it's it's more of a wonder what they would want back it's more it's more of what would they want back um did the knicks have a, a kind of a little bit of a guard guard um so i can like I, i've always said i feel like we've gotten a bunch of guys here so we can make a bigger move later yeah because we have, like, Derrick Rose, Kemba Walker, Aaron Fournier, uh, Grimes, who are starting getting minutes. Like, I, I do feel like we have pieces to actually kind of make a move. Are they? Will it be for... what I do it for Miles Turner, though? I'm not sure if that's the move I would do it for. Yeah, man, like, I think,
0: like, I, like... You know, I read comments and everything, and I see a lot of Knicks fans really trying to pull for the Knicks to make that Miles Turner trade or whatever the case may be. But you have to keep in mind that I think what the front office is trying to do, I think, like like you said, the front office is trying to really make that huge move. So right. it's like So it's like, do you want to sacrifice some of those assets that you can put in a bigger trade for a player that's going to really make a difference for Miles, you know, and instead put right. some of those pieces in for Miles for, for Turner? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. And at the moment, I'm just reluctant to give up on Mitch because, like, I've seen Mitch in better days. So You're it's right. like... I don't want to give up, give, up, uh, give up on Mitch yet. Like you said, I want to see how he progresses throughout the season and see if he can get back to where he was last season. So, at the moment, I'm like, keep the assets that the Knicks have. See if anybody else that can really, like, turn the team around is available later on, and then he can think about a trade. But I don't think I want to waste some of those assets on bringing Miles Turner here.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish you on, on that. On that regard, I see the oh the Rock Bobana shout. If you follow us from YouTube, he says don't sleep on Rock Island and NGP might have something big cooking. Uh yeah, you're right about that. We had the capologist here in NGP. Um always working in, in the background so you never know what can happen. Uh no, nah, I agree with you there. I definitely agree with you. Uh, I see he also says, I still think Mitch c- could be a defensive player of the year if you can stay healthy. And that's a big if, man. When he hit the floor today, bro. Oh, I was so nervous, man. I was
0: like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this can't
1: be life right now. Oh, man. <laughs> like, this, this man is always on the edge of death when it comes to his injuries. I, but, I mean, For he's fighting, though. He always goes back. He always goes back. Yes, sir. But, yeah, I, listen. Um, They might be in Selmore right now. I, I would like to wait till the end of the year to really get a good evaluation. But um, they might be in sell mode, so you don't know, he might be going by the end of the trade deadline. But um, we'll see, though. Like, and, you know, we, you kind of treat players like stock, right? It really sucks to trade a player when the stock is at its lowest. And right now, Mitch's stock like, is not as high as it used to. So I feel like if you start to trade him now, you're not probably getting the best return on him. At this moment, because you haven't really seen the best of Mitch this season, so at the very least, at the very least, you wait to see if he's playing well to put to pull the trigger, and so you don't have to play trade him plus other assets to get whatever you want. That's the way I, I pretty much think of it, but uh, at the same time, I still I'm still a, a Mitch fan, so uh, it's it's a rough one. It's a rough one for me, though. Yeah, it
0: is. I, it's, 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 it's tempting, but I, I, think, I think Knicks fans have to keep the bigger picture in mind.
1: You know, I think – It's nah. on the table for me. It's, on, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a hard no for me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not a hard no for me. Yeah. It's on the table. He's a better – he's a more of a scoring threat. He gives you defense. He spreads the floor. Um, might not be as much of a defensive anchor as Mitch is, but he still blocks a lot of shots. Yeah, he does. And, but if Mitch is quicker, back gets his, his uh, quickness back. He can uh, he can be just as effective on the defense and as Miles Turner has been this season. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's not a, it's not a complete no for me. Yeah, it's not a complete no. But like I said, I, f-
0: I feel like the Knicks are trying to wait until that big name really becomes available that can turn the team around. So, I I like I said, like you said, if the Knicks were to really trade for Miles Turner now with mitch's stock being low like, that can't be a straight swap or whatever the case may be and then on top they have the match salary so it's like right. it's going to be other assets going with mitch if they're to make that trade so like i said like i'm thinking big picture so i would like it wouldn't be a hard no but it's not something that i'm jumping at where i'm like yeah i'm gonna make this trade asap
1: exactly exactly i'm, I'm with you there all right yeah salute to the guys who's watching this show it's kind of hard to read the comments so sorry if i didn't read all the comments but uh, shout out to everybody who was here. Shout out to Ashland. So, uh, uh, I saw Alicendor here earlier. Shout out to you. Black Slather, shout out to you. Sandy Dye Hutch, everybody else is rocking with the show. We do these post game shows on YouTube. I actually started out doing it on IG before we moved to YouTube, but now. Computer was having issues, so we did it to I did it on IG Live today, and hopefully enjoy it. It will be up on YouTube later, so you can watch it in its entirety. All right, but um, if you're new to the to the if you're new to the Instagram page, please uh, subscribe to this page and watch out for us on YouTube as we do live post games. Um, more interaction with fans. Actually, you can call in and talk to us and talk what talk about whatever point you have about the game or whatever Knicks news is coming out for this week. All right. But uh, that's our show unless you somebody wants to come in and chat and have a, as a comment because i never actually used the three-person talk on, uh, feature on IG before. If somebody wants to, to pop in and talk some nicks with us, you can definitely do that. Um, but if not, we can wrap it up right now and, and definitely follow us on YouTube.com slash show. The links are in the bio. Um, And, you know, subscribe to our Instagram right now. And also follow my boy Ryan G over here.
0: Yes, sir. I mean, the Instagram handle is definitely there, so you can follow if you want. And, um, yeah, you know, yes, g is chilling. So, you know, Ryan G's in the building, you know, you know what it is,
1: (laughs) exactly. And shout out to uh, workaholic Thanks for the follow. All right, all right, all right. So, that's our show, man. IG, no callers, short show. That's the way it works, I guess. (laughs) Yes, sir. But uh, I'll be working on my computer. I feel like my computer is not actually starting to boot up now, finally. Um, but tomorrow we'll be having a show after the Pacers game, so definitely check us out tomorrow. Uh, I'll be posting on IG, on Twitter. So you can follow us on uh, Twitter at The, the Naked Time Show. At VKOT Show on Twitter. I'm sorry. NakedTimeShow.com is our website. And you can also follow us here on The Naked Time Show on Instagram if you want to follow us, all right? Uh, shout out to yo make yo make niggas great again. Shout out to you, sir. I saw you, I saw you walk into the room on YouTube like a few days ago or last week, and I shouted you out after the flow of the, case, the, flow of the conversation died out. a shout to you, man. Always thanks for your support for sure. All right, oh yeah. But Ryan G, as, as always, man, tell them where they can find you, sir. Yo, well, you know, like I said, you can find
0: me, at G is chill. Like I said, it's right there, you know, in the handles or whatnot, so you can follow me right there. Sergey is chilling. Alright, Sergio, is chilling. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan G K-O-T. Alright,
1: that's what's up. That is our show. Short one. Uploading on YouTube tomorrow morning. We out of here. New York, New York, big city
0: dreams. Call, 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 call straight out New York, New York big city, dreams.